You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. In the online business world, we build our networks. We're part of communities, and we participate in groups where we get to know other business owners. We get to see and hear what others are doing. We get to know about events and happenings that are taking place, and we get to attend some of these. It can be really exciting to meet in real life and be in one another's energy. It can also feel like a slam into a brick wall when you can never attend in real life, when your reason is just the season of life you're in. I've been hyper aware of my season of life for a few years now, being friends online with others in different seasons and not being able to work it like they do, or at least thinking this in my own mind. But our seasons can be the exact thing that we set up for ourselves, a situation tied to our why. And it doesn't have to mean missing out or comparison or falling behind. It's all about perspective and approach. I'm sharing a personal story today of acknowledgement of my current season and how the resources we all have access to help me out when I can't be in the room. The long game is acknowledging our season of life. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. I opened my email early one Saturday morning to go back and spend some time with emails that didn't get the attention I wanted to give them during the week. A newsletter from my alma mater, Rutgers University, was one of the emails in my inbox. You know, I love following what's happening in the community there. I've got a lot of ties to the campus and the city still. So I clicked on an item in the newsletter entitled, Join Roxanne Gay for a Panel Discussion on Writing Trauma. Right? Wouldn't that pique your interest? It was a panel discussion event moderated by Roxane Gay with three writers on what it means to write and read trauma and how or if we can do so ethically and effectively. If you are not familiar, Roxane Gay has been described as a strikingly fresh cultural critic. She's an author and has had roles at both the New York Times and the Washington Post. And she writes about varying topics, including feminism, politics, cultural wars, and civil rights, amongst others. And she's also written the comic World of Wakanda for Marvel. And she has taught or been affiliated with both Yale and Rutgers universities. And she is really known for bringing her experiences to the page and to her writings. And she's really just pretty amazing and really a trailblazer in so many ways. So let me read the description of this panel event to you. Quote, trauma is widely explored in contemporary writing. But all too often, writers are careless in how they depict trauma. In such depictions, trauma serves as pornography, a way of titillating the reader, 
a lazy way of creating narrative tension. Readers see trauma as it unfolds, but are rarely given a broader understanding of that trauma or of its aftermath. And there are times when trauma is used as a narrative engine, as if the trauma inherently is interesting simply because it happened. Wow, right? (laughs) This description sparked so many thoughts in me because I have my own story to share and I've been compiling my thoughts over the past year plus and really making connections. And, you know, one of the biggest hurdles for me has been to name my trauma. You know, I talked about this before on episode 144, Becoming Intentionally Selfish with Nikita Ren Thigpen. You know, I asked myself, what is the term I feel comfortable using to describe my trauma? You know, I know how it has manifested as a theme throughout my life, and one that at different times, starting with my college thesis, I have really been exploring. But writing about our own experiences, it takes a special hand. You know, it's different than journaling for yourself when you're writing publicly. You know, it's not just a rehashing of events and getting thoughts onto the page. It's exploring the meanings of our experiences and making these connections to our lives and our relationships without. So as a university alumni, I am invited to attend this panel discussion. And this is what I love about the university community, right? These opportunities to think deeper about our own approach to something, to look at subjects from a perspective that I might not know how to name, but I sync up with. It's academic and it's emotional. These discussions, they have an emotional impact. And although I'm years out of college, I appreciate being invited to the space where critical thinking and critical discussions are taking place. So I quickly checked my calendar to find out that my kids each have a basketball game in two different places that night. And there it is, folks, the season of life I am in. I have been highly aware, acknowledging and deferring to my season for the past few years. And it's something that I have to continually practice as I watch my friends who own businesses, travel to industry events, host and attend retreats, and release new programs. You know, with two active kids, a dog that needs daily exercise, a husband who likes to see me, running a business and time for myself, the season I am right now has a very tight window. I keep my shit together week by week, really. (laughs) And this isn't a sad sack story. I am not whining. I just have to remind myself that I can't have it all right now. I am choosing my priorities. Scores, the State of Women Entrepreneurs Report 2023, still lists balancing business and family life as one of the top four challenges of being a woman business owner. This includes, quote, a disproportionate share of housework and childcare responsibilities. And it's not that I don't have support. You know, I've built a network here locally, and my husband is, you know, amicable in supporting my endeavors whenever he can. You know, this isn't about very little kids who need constant supervision or doing the laundry. You know, in this instance, it's two kids, two different places, 20 plus minutes away. It's just not the easiest juggle. So in this season, I have to consider the weight or the burden of the juggle. For me to do these extracurricular business activities, 
takes coordination. You know, it takes leaning on others. It takes trust in my kids. Like, (laughs) please don't cook anything on the stove until your father gets home. You know, it takes making a plan. It takes discussions about the plan. And then it takes reminders to everyone about the plan. You know, I have to weigh how bad I want this other thing to make all of this happen without me. I acknowledge that I'm in my season now and how it changes over time. I was talking to a friend the other day whose girls are off to college in the fall and she's in a very different season right now, right? They drive. But coming up on the end of high school and these memorable moments, you know, she needs to be there. And she was outlining to me like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I can't travel, right? Because she wants to be there for her family and her girls at those times. And then she'll be entering a completely different season come September. So I started my business right after my son was born. And looking back at it, I have had many seasons over these 14 years. You know, we all have our seasons. We all have these limitations as we may perceive them at times in our lives. But really, seasons are based on relationships. The relationships we have with our children or our parents or our family members who we may be caring for. And for some, it's the relationship with a full-time job as they straddle coaching on the side. For some, it's their relationship to money. You know, they may not be economically empowered to do the thing. As days passed from first discovering this panel discussion event and being exposed to the ideas within it, something unexpected happened. These concepts inspired new connections in my own story, and those connections grew branches. I consciously, and I think more interestingly, unconsciously, through some powerful dreams I was having, you know, I positioned my story in new ways. What was once a fear of missing out turned into a more activated way of thinking about my own experiences, ones that I'm confident will someday translate into works of my own creation. You know, I know I'm not trapped in the world I created and the season I am in. I am definitely here because I want to be here. I have intentionally set up my world this way for myself. And for me, it was really about flipping the script on my own childhood experiences. When I was a kid and into high school, my parents weren't the drivers. I was a good athlete, and I remember having to turn down being asked to join the travel soccer team because my mom wouldn't drive me all over the state of New Jersey. You know, I didn't do activities that I couldn't ride my bike to. And I was really envious of good friends of mine, these twins who I grew up with, whose parents would get them anywhere they wanted to be. You know, who would empower them to be the best girls they could be through availability? And I always told myself that when I have kids, I would be the mom who drove my kids and their friends who needed it everywhere. So here I am making good on that promise in this season of my life. And, you know, I'm not mad at it. I'm accepting of it because it is ultimately a breaking of the cycle of things. You know, it's one step in a larger conversation of my trauma, if you will. I realize that being exposed to ideas and actually applying them to your creative works can be just as impactful as being in the room. All right, listen, I know that sounds a little controversial. I'm a big fan of being in the room. <laughs> and I'm not taking anything away from, you know, that energy of attending. But 
By being exposed to the concept of this panel discussion, I have now gone deeper into researching the work of Roxane Gay, finding interviews she's done, purchasing books she's written. You know, until now, I've only read some of her opinions and some of her Substack writings. So with this exposure to these larger ideas, I have the opportunity to research and engage with the concept of this event, whether I attend it or not. You know, I'm turning a missing out into a connecting deeper with my own ideas. And this is something that we can all do, no matter the season of life that you are in. You know, there is always a way to bring ideas that spark something within us into our days. You know, this is the tech age that we live in. Access to information in the palm of your hand, right? You know, through earbuds and car speakers, there's quiet time in the early morning. And when you find an idea that supports you and your work, you find a way to absorb it. I have found that tired melts away at that point. FOMO doesn't apply because this becomes a different kind of nourishment for you and you really are taking it all in. So it's about being content with where you are in the season you are in and finding ways to be inspired all the same. And by the way, I just wanna say that I filled out the form to attend this panel discussion. You know, I never know what I'm gonna be able to work out or what game may get canceled at the last minute. And I may be able to hop into the car and participate in this event. So I'm gonna be ready. And no matter what happens, I'm better for having these new directions to explore when it comes to my work. So feel good where you are. Do all you can to expose yourself to different people and ideas that will get you thinking. Whether you are in the room or in your bed reading, you can be moving towards your goal. Take some time to think about all the seasons you have come through that bring you to where you are now. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. I would really love to hear your thoughts on the seasons of life that you are in right now. You can reach out to me at hello at sandrasky.com or reply to my weekly email and let me know. And if you're not getting my emails, sign up at sandrasky.com. All right, everyone, have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.